Hey, this is Ali Ballas, and I am a victim of the 2020 lockdown. All joking aside, I just want to hang, and I've heard a lot of people saying the same, and sometimes with people who I don't even know. And as we've come to realize, that is not okay during a pandemic. Even though we can't meet in person, doesn't mean we can't get outside of our bubble. This is about learning new things, stepping outside, and all while staying home. Just because we can't hang, there still can't hang. So welcome, welcome to my very special Can't Hang episode in honor of Valentine's Day, which is like, no joke, one of my favorite holidays. My sister and I, for the past few years, have done something to celebrate and this year will be no different despite you know the pandemic and all things so I know we had to do a can't hang special for this holiday so I'm joined today by you know a real girl gang Amanda and Danielle um, who are best friends and owners of take note journals which were featured in my holiday gift guide and for good reason these journals are incredible we'll get into that a bit later um but and joining the three of us is caitlin and she's a registered psychologist from vancouver bc so welcome ladies well thank you yay okay awesome so i'll have each of you introduce yourself so amanda why don't you start us off yeah sure so um yeah, so I'm Amanda. I am a co-founder of Take Note Wellness, um, and I'm also a product designer. Um, that's, yeah, I would say that's probably it for me. <laughs> awesome. Okay, so that's perfect. So right into up next is Danielle. Yes, I'm the other co-founder of Take Note Wellness with Amanda. Uh, I'm a clinician scientist, so I'm training as a psychologist. And right now, my time is pretty split between research and providing therapy um, to people in hospitals, private practice, or even in the community. Uh, So that's where Take Note Wellness really aligns with what I'd like to do for my career. Awesome. So obviously, finally, our, you know, expert today for all things female friendship, Caitlin, um, take it away. Hi, yeah, I'm Dr. Caitlin Goldsmith. So I'm a registered psychologist in Vancouver and I have a private practice and I also teach um, at the University of British Columbia here all about relationships. I teach human sexuality, but we talk a lot about relationships too. Oh, awesome. Okay, cool. So lots of learning today. Um, But for those of you with, you know, like furrowed brows, Valentine's Day is a single safe holiday that started about 10 years ago. Um, You know, not to fear if you're in a relationship, though, anyone's welcome to participate. The idea is like celebrating your female friendship. So that's why we've kind of gotten this awesome girl gang here today. Um, And it's similar to the way you would celebrate romantic relationships on the 14th, created by Leslie on Parks and Rec. If you haven't watched it, I would definitely recommend that show. And, you know, it's just like about ladies celebrating ladies. So that's what we're going to do today. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit more about like the science as Caitlin will provide and I'm sure Danielle will too. First off, Caitlin, why are female bonds so important? Like we see all these, you know, powerful women like Michelle Obama, people like that saying, you know, lift each other up and, and celebrities like Taylor Swift with her girl squad. But, you know, why is this so crucial? 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, female friendships are just so, so, so important. And I think this really reflects the importance, I mean, of relationships in general, which I think we've all seen during the pandemic, right? When our social needs Mm -hmm. aren't being met in the same ways, it can be really hard on people and not being able to see your friends is huge. For women, one of the most important things is that women tend to engage in a lot more self-disclosure in their relationships than men do in their relationships. So for that reason, women's relationships together tend to be really emotionally rich or hopefully they are. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And sort of like getting that support and validation and communicating, you know, your true feelings and all of those things has so many health benefits for women. And it's such a key part of, um, you know, what, what keeps us healthy and, um, you know, what we need. Mm -hmm. That makes perfect sense. And definitely I'm a very independent person, but you know, nothing is better than a night out or in with the girls. So as I mentioned, Danielle and Amanda are best friends and started their company together. So ladies, how did you meet and how did you become such close friends? Um, yeah, I can, I can go first and then Danielle, if you want to like jump in, but, um, so Danielle and I actually met through my sister who was very excited that we were coming on this podcast because she was like, Oh, so you're going to talk about me. So if you're listening, (laughs) here is the part you're waiting for. Um, Is she an older sister? Because I could see my sister doing that too. No, she's younger than me, but like we have this very weird dynamic where it does seem like she's my older sister. We kind of like, we kind of like switch roles, like depending on the situation, but. Okay, fair. Yeah. So um, my sister and I, and, and my, one of my best friends, um, Sarah, we, we were taking a trip to Montreal and like, I think it was like 2016. Um, and Danielle was living there at the time, um, going to McGill and my sister was like, Oh, like we should, we can all go out for dinner together. And so I was like, okay, I know this amazing restaurant that I'm like obsessed with. Every time I go to Montreal, I have to go there. And it's mm-hmm. called, it was called like couscous to Ali Ababa. And it was like a middle Eastern restaurant, but the kicker and like why I love it so much was it was bring your own wine. Um, oh my God. yeah, which so is like good. unheard of just like an amazing Amazing experience. And we bought a big thing in Montreal. Yeah. Montreal loves bring your own wine. I don't know. I guess that's why because everyone loves it. Everyone loves it. I like, I don't really know how good the food is there because usually I'm just like, we actually brought so much wine. They were like, oh, that's like too much wine. (laughs) Love that. Um, So anyway, so we just had like a great time and we were kind of just like chatting. It was just like a good vibe. It was like, you know, you just have like a good group of people and you're like, wow, this is really like, this is great. And, um, I started talking about like some guy that I was sort of like wasting my time texting. And I just remember Danielle just like cutting right through the bullshit. And she was like, oh, so this is why, like, this is why you're doing that. And I was like, damn, like that is, yeah, that's very accurate. (laughs) I literally think I just like never text that guy again. (laughs) I was like, well, I mean, that mystery is solved. So I guess I'm good here. And I just remember like always just being in awe of, of Danielle and, and her, like just pursuing her, her PhD and her schooling. And I just was like, man, that is like dedication. That is so like, just amazing. And so, yeah. And so then after that, we just kind of like, you know, at each other on social media, um, would see each other at like weddings and, um, things like that. Cause me and my sister are, are pretty close. So I, 
have pretty much inserted myself into like her group of friends as well. So <laughs> yeah, that's a classic sister move. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I love that story though, because there's so much power in like not to get too hippie, even though I, I will. Um, but you know, I am like such a like manifest, like, you know, like you have to close off the negative relationships, like for positive ones to, you know, yeah. cultivate. And mm-hmm. like, it sounds like the, you know, the universe just like made this happen. So, you know, I obviously got way too like hippie on that, but, um, you know, on another note, I find that it's, you know, the friendships that you least expect that end up being like so close to your heart, like meeting someone on a whim or whatever, and then becoming so close with them. But like you say, Amanda, on the contrary, I also am best friends with my sister. So that I guess is the most expected relationship of all. Um, but you know, a lot of people view friendships in different ways and have different expectations of what they get out of them. So, um, Caitlin, can you kind of speak to the ways, um, and the expectations that people have of friendships, especially in like our modern culture? Yeah, absolutely. I think, I mean, as we've talked about, right. uh, Friendships are so powerful and so important, Mm -hmm. but there's also this other side to it where, sometimes people can feel like there's this pressure to have a certain number of friends or to have like a tribe of friends, like a group of friends. And if you don't have like a really close group of girlfriends, then that's a bad thing. So Mm-hmm. I think, I mean, even though relationships are really positive, it's important to look at, you know, what are your expectations of your friendship? And are you trying to live up to something that you're seeing in the media? Or is it like a true thing that you want? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, totally. I I can so see that. And like a lot of people, you know, get hung up on this idea of like, okay, well, if I don't have a lot of friends that I need to be like best, best, best friends with like a small amount of people. And, and like, maybe that's not even really the person that you are. Like maybe you'd prefer to have, you know, a bigger group that's like, you know, a mile wide and an inch deep type of thing. So yeah, I think that that's so interesting to think about. And I'm definitely susceptible to many of those expectations. And, you know, oftentimes I do meet them for myself and and many times, you know, I am looking to to the media or, or to different people to tell me what my friendship should look like. Yeah, I think absolutely. It's kind of, it's not like a one size fits all kind of thing. So I think it's about reflecting on Mm -hmm. what you really want and figuring out, okay, am I just trying to make these friends or trying to make a friend group look a certain way because that's what I think is important or what Mm -hmm. I think you see in the media. Um, so I think it's just all about really reflecting on what you truly want. Mm -hmm. For sure. So Amanda and Danielle, how were you able to build a business together? Like I know a lot of people say, you know, don't go into business with your friends and family, but um, obviously you guys ignore this. So um, what is, what is something that kind of brought you guys together and how did you start this business together? Yeah. So I I can kick off and then, and then Danielle definitely will have her perspective as well. Um, I actually, I started, so a lot of, you know, take note, um, I guess I should spend a minute on what, what our business is. So, so take note journals, what they are basically is it's a journal that Danielle and I have designed, um, that uses principles of cognitive behavioral therapy to, um, sort of just help keep your thoughts in one place. 
I actually was really struggling with my mental health um, and my physical health at the very beginning of 2020. So this is like pre-pandemic, but still like a dark time. And um, and I was really having just like a hard time. I was starting to get um, like really anxious in situations that I used to be totally fine in. So it was to the point where like I really was having a hard time like going on transit. And, you know, I live in Toronto and I don't have a car. So, you know, that really narrows down how am I getting around and like, where am I going? And um, Mm -hmm. uh, sort of, which is funny now, like foreshadowing, because that (laughs) came came anyways, but uh, (laughs) for a different reason. But um, so I, I started just, I, I kind of had just reached what I saw at the time as like, you know, the bottom or like my limit of these, of these feelings. And I reached out to Danielle just because, you know, I think the the biggest thing with, with mental health and it's just the scariest part is like just knowing where to start or even understanding like what's happening to you. And then, I mean, I think that goes for physical health. I think it goes for mental health. It's really hard to just have someone tell you like, you know, here are some options for you. And, um, and so Danielle, I reached out to her and explained my situation. And because we're, we, we are friends, she's not able to like treat me herself. So she pointed me in the direction of a lot of different resources and, um, the practice of CBT, which I had never really heard too much of before. Um, and I started, one of the first resources was, um, a book called mind over mood, which, um, is a workbook and it's quite, it's quite a thick workbook. Mm-hmm. Um, and so sort of like in, in concert with, um, that and other trackers I was using and other protocols I was on through like either my naturopath or my, you know, my MD was just like, at one point, I think I was walking around with like, five notebooks and just, you know, something for everything. And then like excluding the things on my computer, which I also had like spreadsheets for. And I was Mm -hmm. like, this is so fucking annoying. And it was also really Mm -hmm. like a barrier for me just to not want to do those things because it seemed so overwhelming. It was like, you know, not one thing, it was five things and it just felt like too much. So what Mm -hmm. I knew then was like, I did notice like these things were working, but I needed them to work better. And so I'm a designer, uh, I'm a product designer and my job is literally like understand a problem and solve it through good design. And I knew that I had the skills to take what I, what I was really benefiting from, from these multiple sources and make it into one source. And I had designed the pages of take note, um, at the beginning of March, 2020. So the before, just the end of the before times. Oh, wow. (laughs) And I, and you know, then the pandemic hit and I was telling people like, you know, I've been working on this, on this thing. I don't know if I could help you. It's helped me. And I sent a, uh, samples to a few people who were like, uh, I would buy this. And so I, I reached out to Danielle and I was like, okay, like, let's, let's make this like a scientifically sound, as, as we can, cause you know, it looks good, but I want this to be like a very useful product. I don't just want it to be like, what I never want take note to be is like a journal that you could buy at Indigo that says like, you know, like climb mountains or some shit like that. Like I, I never want it to be that. <laughs> so like, that was literally something I wrote down on piece of paper somewhere was like, what don't I want take note to be? And it was that. So basically I, um, 
yeah, I reached out to Danielle and she, she had feedback, uh, for me that, that we incorporated and into the, into the designs and it really just kind of took off from there. And, um, I don't know, Danielle, if you want to like, yeah, yeah, it really yeah. sounds like you like brought like the practical side, like you obviously had experience with it. And then it sounds like what Danielle brought was like the, you know, the sciencey side that's so like not the right word I'm looking for, but, um, like the actual tangible, like science behind it. Mm. Go ahead, Danielle. Yeah. I think Amanda described it so perfectly. And, and she really, um, highlighted, I think what we do try and do well, which is Amanda has that practical hands-on. She was going through these different worksheets at once while Mm. also has the designer side. And I'm on sort of the other end, which yes, science, absolutely. But also it's me that's often giving, um, clients and people these many, what feels like millions of worksheets, knowing Mm. that it's a barrier, knowing that I'm adding to their plate when they're potentially already stressed and hearing the feedback from clients, which is like, Hey, I, I wanted to do this tracker, but I lost it or I ripped it or my partner went through my stuff and saw that I had a little note about him um, Mm -hmm. because of what we spoke about last session. So that part of take note and, and Amanda's idea really, really resonated with me. Because Mm -hmm. as a therapist, you know, we have all these tools in our toolbox in theory. We want people to try them, but we want it to be made easy and decrease the barriers. So that's where Amanda's idea was absolutely something um, I wanted to get involved in and hope that that could help other people. So my uh, perspective was definitely this is what what we need from a therapist perspective. It's probably something that's going to help many, many people. And it really aligns with my own values of focusing on mental health, having it be um, Um, accessible, but also the lens of, Hey, let's have this beautiful cover art, which is not my strength. I have like no creativity in my body. It's, it's pretty embarrassing. Um, so looking at these beautiful journals, even when Amanda's talking about the indigo ones, I'm like, they're so pretty on the covers because (laughs) I have no, uh, ability to do those things. Take notes are much more, um, authentic with the, with the art on, on top of it. Mm -hmm. And they're that's stunning. really something yeah. it's, it's incredible. Like yeah, are nice stunning. and they're pretty, but, um, the art that these people do for the, for the covers is, is incredible. So to be able to open that and then fill out these trackers, which used to just be like, I was legitimately just printing these papers and handing them to people knowing they'd probably get lost. Uh, this mm-hmm. was something that to me, I knew, okay, this, this has a lot of potential and could be really, really meaningful. Um, and I feel so lucky that I was able to work with Amanda on this, uh, and bring that science side and hopefully root for some of what the therapists want, which is making things easier for clients and and everyone. Mm -hmm. No, I think that's a great point because as someone who hasn't like really ever had to confront my mental health, I'll say, um, it's since using this, like since the start of 2021 since the start of the year um I've found so many benefits you know I track uh we were talking about this before but uh I track my spending I track my like mood throughout the day even like it's functions for me a bit more as like a journal too, like to see so I can go back and be like okay where did I spend my time this last week like maybe if I was in a bad mood all week like I can like shift like the way how many hours I'm spending on this or whatever so it's yeah it, it's such a great tool and I could see how all of these different things coming together into one like you could see how many t- if you went to all of these different specialists you would get all of these different worksheets and and yeah I would for sure lose them so <laughs> you're definitely helping people I <laughs> mean Uh, I would never, they would never return to your office. Um, Yeah. So 
I guess I've never really thought about it this way, but there are many like tangible health benefits of friendship, both physiological and mental. So Caitlin, what are some of these benefits? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh my gosh, I just loved hearing about that story with all of the journals. It's so, so cute. cute. <laughs> like, I just love that. That's amazing. And it's so true because I was thinking like, oh, people always say don't go into business with your friends, but it sounds like you two are like just perfect <laughs> together. <laughs> Thank you. We know those boundaries to set of where I, I know I can't do anything creative, so I don't even try. I don't touch it. I don't <laughs> touch on yeah, the tempo pole. Yeah, point. and I, like you just have your clearly defined roles, and then like you're good to go. Yeah, oh, that's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So exactly, there's so many health benefits of friendship, and there's some really interesting studies that they've actually looked at kind of longitudinal data. So tracking people over time and seeing, you know, what their health is like, depending on their social ties. And one of the things that like really stood out to me, um, in this research is that you are actually like, when you get older, you're actually more likely to die if you don't have close social bonds. Isn't that crazy? Oh, wow. Whoa. Yeah, that is wild. And you can see that though, because I have, you know, grandparents and and great aunts and uncles and like, they have like their tight knit groups and like all of them are still, you know, like going and like really like healthy. And I don't know if it's like, obviously there could be other like contributing factors, of course, but um, like, I think that social interaction really helps them wake up every day. Oh yeah, totally. And like, there's a couple ways that friends really can help. I mean, one is like just the concrete support with your health. So like, you know, encouraging you to exercise and to not drink excessively, mm-hmm. right. And to eat well and all of that stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Hopefully. Right. If you have a good friend. I, I was gonna say I need some. I need some of these friends. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Yeah, exactly. I think it can go both ways though too. Because I was I was thinking about that, and I'm like, I know some groups of friends who sort of encourage each other to like drink a lot and stuff like that. So I think it, it's gonna depend on your friends themselves. But overall, you know, that support with your health is super important. And then the other part of it is really kind of coming back to the whole mind body connection, right? Like everything that you do Mm -hmm. that reduces your stress and boosts your happiness is good for your you know, physical health too. And friends are there to, to help you Mm -hmm. cope with really serious things like traumas that happen or relationship breakups, or like, if you do get sick, right? Like they're the ones who are going to be there supporting you, Mm -hmm. or if you lose your job, or, you know, if you lose somebody important to you, um, they're the ones that are going to be there. And it's, um, it's loneliness and disconnection, which really leads to negative physical health too. Hmm. Yeah, I could totally see that. Yeah. No, I always find that so interesting because um, I don't like. You know, you can totally see that in in your own life and whatever, and like the the boost of positivity and the reduction of negativity or reduction of stress. Um, you know how it does connect to your health, but um, it really takes like someone such as yourself or um Danielle yourself to like you know c- like make that concrete in my mind. Um, and I'm sure listeners will agree as well. So 
that is really interesting. But I know that Danielle and Amanda, you two are both at kind of like pivotal points. Um, so what do you do as friends and business partners to support one another? Uh, okay, so I think there are there are many things we do to try and support each other. And as you said, we're at some pivotal moments, but also uh, 2020 was wild uh, for us mm-hmm. as it was for everyone. Um, so Take Note was really a way for us to also um, feel supported by each other and bounce ideas off each other and be there if something happens, even if it's not related to the business. It, it brought us closer together. And mm-hmm. that is through things like venting, uh, of course, as well as more generally. And, you know, supporting each other, lifting each other up and trying to see how things can be made a bit better. Um, so with I think it's nice you were just talking about the physical health, because um, even something like recently, Amanda was recommending some food. Uh, what are they called? The, the pre-made food. Um like a food delivery meal boxes. Thank you. Yes. The meal boxes. Yeah. Whereas I think I have other friends, they very kindly send me to the chocolate aisle of the grocery store, which is great <laughs> because I'm like totally on board with that. Um, but Amanda is also there helping with my physical health too, saying, Hey, here's some good, healthier, uh, options that could be useful for you. And, and even that practical support is really, really meaningful, um, mm-hmm. through the past, just since Take Note has launched, we've gone through together, like Amanda's moved and there's been a complicated pregnancy on my end, flooded apartments. And this is all in a span of, I don't know, four, four or months. five months. Yeah. yeah oh it's God. kind of crazy it's much. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to look back on. So we're really just available there for each other, able to say, Hey, you know, it's, it's not a good week for us to meet about the business. Let's push it back. And that's always received, which with such kindness and positivity that that's something that really decreases the stress um, on my end and I think on, on Amanda's end too. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think that's, I think that's exactly it. And I think too, like, I think for women and especially like for women in business or anyone with their, with their own, like, even with like a private practice, like there's just this, like, there's just this pressure that you put not only on yourself, but I think there is also like external pressures for women to just, you know, constantly be, performing. And I feel like with Danielle and I, that's something we just like, I just don't have, like, we just don't have Mm -hmm. that for each other. Like I know I can count on Danielle when, when I, when I need her and vice versa. And I think like, you know, in between that, like we, we have lives to live and things happen. And I just think, yeah, I think it's, it's just, we always like check in with each other and, um, we set those boundaries and like, it's just, yeah, it's all in, it's all in good faith. And I think that's sort of, that's a big part of it. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think the other thing too, is like, you know, we are like, we sort of touched on this already, but we're, we're also very aware of like what our strengths are and, and what we bring to the table. And, you know, Danielle's never going to ask me to write a grant proposal and I'm never going to ask her to like (laughs) fix the layout on a page or design Mm -hmm. a cover. Like, so that pressure is off, right? It's basically like, Mm -hmm. Hey, what can you do that, that you're already good at? And until we need to like stretch and grow, like, let's just keep like working our strengths. Like, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I think that's such a good idea, um, especially, you know, with all the complicated things that you've said are going on, plus the pandemic, yeah. you know, why are you going <laughs> to add, add some additional barriers and, and obstacles for yourselves? Um, so I'm so glad to hear that you guys are so supportive of one another. And obviously, um, you can see that just from uh, your friendship already, but uh, it's so, so nice to hear. But a lot of friendships I've found, you know, as as a young person, you know, just graduated from university, a lot of my friendships in the past have been based predominantly on, you know, gossip and, mm. and it's like overrules our conversations and, you know, talking about other people, stuff like that. So, you know, why is gossip such a big part of, you know, I would say specifically female friendships. I don't know if that's true or not. Uh, and what kind of effect can it have on, on the friendship? Yeah, I think that's that's so important because we've talked so much about like good things and like, you know, good things that relationships mm-hmm. can bring, but there's also this this other side to it of like other types of interactions mm-hmm. that maybe aren't as helpful or um aren't as good for people. Um mm-hmm. I think you're right. With gossip, it's it's kind of interesting because although women go to each other to kind of seek support in, and that part's really positive, um, sometimes women can also go over and over and over the bad things that are going on in their life, which we call co-rumination, which, um, is kind of unhelpful. It's sort of like the opposite of, um, like getting support and, and, you know, venting when you need to, which is totally fine, but going over and over Mm -hmm. things. And then the other part of that is totally the, the gossip piece. And the interesting thing is that when we're trying to bond with people, there's a couple ways that you can do that. And one is sort of having a lot in common, like liking the same things. But the other side of the mm-hmm. coin is when you don't like the same thing. So you bond over like a joint, like hatred of something or somebody, mm-hmm. right? And that mm-hmm. can really- I can so see that. Yeah. I feel like at work friendships, like it's like, oh, you don't like them either? Yeah. Perfect. Let's not like them together. Yeah, I'm just going exactly. through like a... I'm going through like an inventory and I'm like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> like separating yeah. my friendships into two columns. <laughs> yes, I totally, right? It's like when you don't like the same person, there's like this weird, like, you know, Bond. client or something with, with them, right? And the thing mm-hmm. about that is it kind of relates to gossip, right? Because you're kind of talking about bad things that are going on with other people and, you know, making yourself feel better because, you know, mm-hmm. whatever's going on in somebody else's life. And it kind of relates to this concept. I don't know if you guys have heard of um, schadenfreude. It's like this. I definitely haven't. Okay. (laughs) But yeah, it's one of my like favorite concepts. This is German word where we don't really have a word in English that kind of reflects the same thing, but it's basically experiencing pleasure and joy from witnessing somebody else's problems or failure. Oh gosh. Oh Oh, God, man. That's hmm. I don't want to say that's me because I'm going to make myself look bad, but you know, every, I think everyone, it happens to everyone sometimes. Yeah, exactly. And gossip can be a big part of that, right? It's like, Oh, did you hear what's happening with them? And then you're kind of like Mm -hmm. really happy that something bad's going on, um, which can strengthen your relationship with somebody. But then again, you know, it's, it's not lifting each other up. It's not bringing positivity and making you be a better person. It's sort of bringing you down to that level. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you can really see that. And, and, you know, when, when someone I'm thinking of 
specifically if someone like shuts it down, like if someone's like, oh, well, you know, like we shouldn't be talking about someone this way or, or, you know, like we should be positive. Then you're like, oh, well then they're out. Like they're not part of it anymore. I can totally, and I can picture this from like TV shows too, but also like from like daily, like interactions, like, okay, well, if you're not like team us, then you're like team them. And I could so see that in, in friendships. Yeah, exactly. And then that totally comes back to relational aggression, which is how Mm -hmm. women tend to, um, express aggression, right? Rather than physically, it's all about words and, you know, saying nasty things. So that's kind of like the dark side of of female Mm -hmm. friendships, I would say. For sure. And I guess um, we'll quickly touch on this a bit, but I think this is like in the media, a huge thing. And especially I'm thinking specifically of shows like The Bachelor, which is obviously on right now, where like, you know, they all gossip and and I don't think anyone's innocent in in specifically like this season. I don't know if you guys are watching it or not, but um, you know, like team us, team them, like gossip, like is she this? Is she who she says she is? You know, classic, is she here for the right reasons? Like all this stuff. And, you know, it, it just really gets pretty turbulent pretty quickly. So yeah, like do you guys have an opinion on this show? Oh, I'm a huge, so I used to be so, so against the whole franchise. And I don't know if it's just like worn me down over like the 20 years that it's been on TV, but like, I feel like now I, I do watch it, but I like, I do watch it on PBR so I can like blast through. It's like two hours. It's way too much. Um, oh, yeah. But I, I have these questions a lot. I mean, I think... I think especially this season and I mean, I could have an entire podcast, but my thoughts on the voucher, but I think especially (laughs) this season, it's really obvious just how produced it is. Mm -hmm. Um, There's like one woman in particular where like, you know, that if it was actually about wrote, like finding a romantic partner, like this chick would be gone like the first night, but because she's so dramatic and so like inciting to so much drama, I feel like they keep her around. So like, it's, it's hard to say for me because I really can't distinguish like what's real and what's put on by the producers. Mm-hmm. But I just like always think to myself, I think the best case scenario on The Bachelor would like be there long enough to like just enjoy the travel and like sweet hangouts and like not mm-hmm. really have to go too deep into the actual relationship with this dude because he is dating like 30 <laughs> people in front of you. <laughs> but like if you're if you can just like get the benefits out of it for you know three to six weeks and finish like finish in such a way that you could be considered for bachelor in paradise or at least some sweet like instagram (laughs) partnerships this is like the best case scenario that you could have like well i think it's just such a like vignette of like as much as it is produced i think it's like such a vignette of like women's relationships and I don't want to say that because I think they really portray like negative relationships a lot of the times on air I think there are a lot of like powerful things that happen like behind the scenes but um you know it is like you know you see women gossiping and it it makes them closer or Mm -hmm. you know you see someone like creating a negative experience for everyone and then you know the more negative minded people jump on her, her friend train, like stuff like that. So I think it is like such an interesting, you know, case study. Maybe that's just, just the nerd in me coming out um, and looking at Bachelor as a, a case Experiment. study of life. Yeah. 
Which is probably what it was at one point and then just really escalated. Yeah. (laughs) So I guess with that being said, speaking about, you know, the media, um, what are each of your like favorite, you know, pop culture gal pal groups or like, you know, friendships that we see in the media? Everyone has, everyone has a favorite. I am convinced. You can go first, Amanda. Okay, I have a lot of opinions about pop culture. I'm sorry, guys. Like, I basically (laughs) just need to, like, turn my brain off. This is, like, what I do. So I have two. I have two that I'm, like, kind of tied with. Um, I feel like the most iconic friendship is probably Blair and Serena from Gossip Girl. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like there's just so much, so many layers to their friendship, but that's my number one choice. And then number two... You mentioned her earlier, and I'm a big stan. It's Taylor Swift and Selena um, Gomez. Mm -hmm. So I will just say this quickly. And again, I could have a whole podcast on Taylor Swift, but I won't start that. Um, But when she had her whole like girl gang moment, she basically came out later and said, like, I felt like that's what I had to do. Like, I felt like I had to have Mm -hmm. this huge group of friends to feel like I belonged but I never felt Mm -hmm. that I actually belonged. And so I think out of that, a lot of those friendships fell away and you kind of see like her, her true friends and their friendship is like much more private. It's much more, it's just a lot different, but I'd say her and Selena are true friends. So Mm -hmm. those are my top two. game for sure. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, um, Danielle, do you want to go next? Sure. As soon as, Aaliyah, you mentioned Taylor Swift, in my mind, I was like, that needs to circle back. To yeah, you. no, I'm going to, I was like, no, yeah. I'm going to fact check you. I'm going to fact check you on that. <laughs> She's like the biggest T-Swift fan that I know. Um, yeah, probably But in, else. yeah, <laughs> Taylor, if you're listening, you can give money to Amanda. I know she gives money to people, so. Uh, or just invite me to your house. Oh, yeah, true. Just invite me to your house for a secret session. Okay. <laughs> um so I really like I mine's pretty basic but I I really like the Rachel and Monica um friendship and friends it's just I don't know I grew up with it and um it's not as deep as I'm picturing the Grey's Anatomy I haven't watched it for a while but the the Meredith and I forget her name Mm -hmm. um Uh, Christina yeah exactly I don't think Rachel and Monica's is like that depth of friendship but it's just it's funny it's light and I love that in the end they end up you know basically becoming sister-in-laws all things Mm -hmm. considered it's it's just something that to me is really meaningful and was always uh, a fun friendship to watch yeah for sure I yeah I forgot about that one um Caitlin, what is yours? Yeah, that's so funny because I was thinking about Rachel and Monica, but then I was also thinking about Jennifer Aniston and Courtney Cox in real life. Oh, yes. They're so cute. I I love them. I also really like um, Reese Witherspoon and Nicole Kidman. Like they've been in a few different um, things together. Like they've worked together in a few Mm -hmm. different cases. And I think they just, um, they just do so well together. And you can just tell that they're just you know, bolstering each other up. It's so cool to watch. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to end on mine. And of course, like in true me fashion, and for anyone that knows me, it's like, it's like two or three. So um, my top one is sex in the city. Of course, like nice. cannot beat those four. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess I'll just do two. My favorite show is new girl. I don't know if you guys have watched it before. Oh, yes. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, Jess and Cece are like my favorite. They're just yeah, so that's true. opposite. And like, it's just so like opposites attract. And I think like so many of my friendships are like that too. Like I couldn't be more different than 
than my friends and, and it works so well. Um, but yeah, okay. Everyone had really good ones. I'm so impressed. Um, so the last couple of minutes here, um, I'm going to ask you, Caitlin, what are some action items for women specifically to, you know, be good friends and foster female connection? Of course, every friendship is unique, but like, what are some key things that we can do to support each other um, in, in, you know, a general sense? Yeah, such a good question. I think it comes down to, um, you know, what I think about kind of a lot of relationships, whether it be romantic or with friends, you know, it's all about being intentional. You know, we all have the time to be social with people and to spend time with people. So really being intentional about who you're spending that time with. Um, so it's not about just going into your automatic, but rather um, responding and kind of making a plan. And what I mean by that is thinking about, you know, even like it's New Year, right? So thinking about your intentions for friendships going into the year and looking mm-hmm. at um, kind of evaluating whether the friends you have have similar values to you and that you're still on the same page and not being afraid of moving on from friends that maybe don't so that you can make room for people who are more on your same page. And I think some Mm. of those kind of red flags can be things like, um, if you are gossiping a lot, if you are feeling unsupported, if you are, um, you know, not feeling like you can be your true self or share who you really Mm -hmm. are, then those are some really good indicators that it might be a good time to just reflect on what's going on in your relationships and, and be intentional about what you want and going ahead to create that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what? I couldn't agree more with that. And, and, you know, as someone who just graduated from university, it's kind of a shift in, in my time and, and you guys all have your separate pivotal moments, of course. Um, but it's, it's looking at, you know, friends that you, you just went to the bar with. And I think that this is something in that everyone's dealing with in pandemic, right? You know, the people that you just love to drink with, like, are they actually your friends or are they like just like you only liked them because you were like going to the bar with them, like stuff like that for like younger people. For me, um, you know, you really have to like, you're right, be intentional. Like, am I actually enjoying this person's company or are they there to like make me feel better when I drink too much or something like that, you know? Um, So yeah, I think that's an excellent point. Caitlin. Um, so I just like to wrap everything up, obviously happy Valentine's day to you ladies and happy Valentine's day to everyone listening in. And I just want to say thank you so much for, you know, providing all your stories and your wisdom to us. Thank you. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Of course. Happy Valentine's. Awesome. I'm Alia Ballas, and you have been listening to Can't Hang. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you loved today's show, please subscribe and don't forget to leave a rating and a review. Visit canhang.simplecast.com to check out all the incredible people I've interviewed and who's coming soon. Much love goes out to all those who have been posting about Can't Hang on social. Please tag me in your posts at Can't Hang Pod, and please continue to send me suggestions of who you'd love to see in future episodes. I have an incredible lineup, but I'm always looking for people outside my bubble. Please tune in next Thursday and hang with me and my next guest. 
This show is produced by me, Alia Ballas, and the music was created by Kwan. Thank you.